0: You're about to hear a preview of Partially Examined Life supporter exclusive content. To learn how to get the whole thing, check out PartiallyExaminedLife.com slash support. Hey, this is your nightcap. We're recording this on January 12th, 2023. Happy New Year's, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, says Seth, who will be on at some point, maybe. What's uh, occupying your minds? We got the
1: live show coming up. Yep. And April 15, New York City, Brothers Karamazov.
0: Yeah, do we want to start with that little thing that Seth probably doesn't care about anyway? I mean, I guess we've decided on the translation we're using, but there was some interesting back and forth. Somebody want to sum that up in terms of the critical disdain for one translation or another?
1: So Constance Garnett translated it and did a lot of Russian translations and I think was one of the... Might have been the first person to translate a lot of Dostoevsky and Tolstoy and Gogol and other stuff into English. Late 1800s, right? Well, I think her translation for Karamazov is 1914. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But, you know, eventually people have been trying to improve on that translation because supposedly, and I disagree with this, it's it's dated and fuddy-duddy and stodgy and whatever to Victorian English in its style. And one of the translations that became... Very popular and that's been raved about. It's a translation by this husband and wife team, Peviar and Volkanovsky. Which is the
0: one Dylan has read twice, right, he said? Mm-hmm.
1: So the wife knows Russian. She's a native Russian speaker and she translates it. So she doesn't do an initial translation to in English. Mm-hmm. She's not as strong in English. Her husband knows Russian but is not as strong in Russian takes that and cleans up the Mm -hmm. English. And I'm not a fan of the result. Dylan is a fan of the result. And then we found out that this actually is not just our own, you know, this conflict precedes us. So there have been some articles written about this. And Seth found one in the New Yorker called the Translation Wars. And then I found one, one of the dissidents who objected to this, like the tyranny of the new translation the fact that everyone loved it and
2: which of course was from commentary right yes
1: i don't mean, know i thought it presented some pretty definitive evidence <laughs> about the flaws of the no i mean Pevier and yeah i disagree with that i mean
2: so i think the most interesting point about these kinds of things is talking about what amounts to a good translation i think you're always going to be able to cherry pick Shitty versions of things. And, you know, those kinds of definitive cherry picking. I just think it's the extremity of the opinion is just baloney.
1: My experience, I mean, we don't need to relitigate
0: all of this. Or maybe we do. For the <laughs> listeners, do we need to? That might be instructive is just to pick a paragraph, even just the first paragraph, if you guys have them with you. The Reddit one does the opening paragraphs. Yeah. Right? Cause
1: it's so it's not trying to cherry pick anything. So why don't I read a little bit of the Constance Garnett and you can read. Alexei Fyodorovich Karamazov was the third son of Fyodor, Fyodor? Fyodor Pavlovich Karamazov, a landowner well known in our district in his own day and still remembered among us owing to his gloomy and tragic death, which happened 13 years ago and which I shall describe in its proper place. For the present, I will only say that this landowner, for so we used to call him, although he hardly spent a day of his life on his own estate, was a strange type, yet one pretty frequently to be met with a type abject and vicious, and at the same time senseless. But he was one of those senseless persons who are very well capable of looking after their worldly affairs, and apparently after nothing else. Fyodor Pavlovich, for instance, began with next to nothing. His estate was of the smallest. He ran to dine at other men's tables and fastened on them as a toady. Yet at his death, it appeared that he had a 100,000 rubles in hard cash. At the same time, he was all his life one of the most senseless, fantastical fellows in the whole district. I repeat, it was not stupidity. The majority of these fantastical fellows are shrewd and intelligent enough, but just senselessness and a peculiar national form of it. All right, so toady is obviously, that's the kind of dated word that people would point to. All right, go ahead, Dylan.
2: Uh, This is the Pavir and Volonkonsky. Alexey Fyodorovich Karamazov was the third son of a landowner from our district. Fyodor Pavlovich Karamazov well known in his own day and still remembered among us because of his dark and tragic death, which happened exactly 13 years ago and which I shall speak of in its proper place. For the moment, I will only say that this landowner, as we used to call him, though for all his life he hardly ever lived in his estate, that he was a strange type. Yet one rather frequently met with, precisely the type of man who is not only worthless and depraved, but muddle-headed as well. One of those muddle-headed people who still handle their own business deals quite skillfully, if nothing else. Fyodor Pavlovich, for instance, started with next to nothing. He was a very small landowner. He ran around having dinner at other men's tables. He tried to foist himself off as a sponger. And yet, at his death, he was discovered to have as much as 100,000 rubles in hard cash. At the same time, he remained all his life one of the most muddle-headed madcaps in our district. Again, I say it was not stupidity. Most of these madcaps are rather clever and shrewd, but precisely muddle-headedness, even a special national form of it.
1: So I don't think these two translations are all that different picking the first paragraph, although Toadie doesn't bother me as much as madcap and (laughs) muddle-headed. Madcap muddle-headedness. Yeah, but I do think the rhythm of the, you know, and this, there's no way to... Litigate this except to appeal to our own sense of taste, I think, in the end, in our, in our ear. But I think the, you know, Garnett is a better writer and there's a rhythm and there's a literary quality to it in general. And I got that impression not just from this Reddit page, but I, I went and I did this with a bunch of different translations and I just picked out random passages and compared them and in every case I preferred the Garnet and it was surprising to me because this Peviar and Volokhansky translation, this is the one that was available at St. John's and that seemed like the one to read and Garnett was was outdated and then I, I just found that that was not my, once I actually looked into it, which is not something I ever really did when I was younger, I thought, huh
0: actually I prefer the, uh, the old fuddy-duddy one.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: Dylan is just tired of you were much more spirited about this earlier in the week, but now it's in the public presentation. Why bother?
2: To me, it's hard. And I commented in the Slack that there's something about this that was strangely reminiscent of our discussions on Wittgenstein about how much of our thoughts about the matter depend upon who we're taking as the authority or whatever, right? Or how we're interpreting that authority. Right. So I don't know Russian at all. And Two things that were coming to me that were among the things that made me think is that, well, what is my interpretation of what Dostoevsky ought to sound like? Right? One of the principles that I would say that I think a good translation should have is it's not going to be literal. I'm not a huge literal fiend, but I do think part of what it's going to do is sound and feel like, as much as possible, like the original author. And what puts me off about Garnett is the criticisms that her writing is making the English different than Dostoevsky. And that the PNV was maintaining more closely a kind of vigor and even um, sloppiness isn't the right word, but the kind of feel and uneasiness of the Dostoevsky. Now, is that true
1: i don 't have any way of knowing yeah, this is the claim that the commentary author who 's a professor of, you know who 's a professor sure. of Russian studies thought was bullshit, and he thought it had been parroted around for a long time as a part of a public relations thing, and it just doesn 't you 're right I, neither of us know because we don 't speak Russian, but I do think it 's informative to compare different translations, and you can see that there's enough parity between them, right? That they're probably all not hugely different than the original. This is a very good point. So, I mean, in that way, I'm not, that's
2: where I sort of get started getting tired of the conversation, right? (laughs) Because I think there's something true, especially in these kinds of cases, you know, they're not that different. And there's something about like, well, which kind of thing do you prefer to read? I think your comment that, you know, you were putting them together, I think that exercise is especially of reading a long book. And if you care about translations of going through and doing some comparison and picking one, picking one that you feels like reads well, that you're going to, you know, take some pleasure in reading is a perfectly good criteria, right? It's a little bit like, you know, what kind of wine should you drink? You should drink the wine that you like to drink. I mean... (laughs) It's not going to be a a terrible sin to do it. And the exercise of saying, well, I really would like to get to know Dostoevsky and get to know something about the differences, you're going to have to do just more work, right? I mean, the kind of work that I did when I was at St. John's and you you did too, Wes, where you're learning enough of a language to then, even if you're not an expert in it, to read it alongside a translation or several translations. And then you get even more out of it than you would have out of any of the given translations. Well, that's just a whole other level of investment that I'm, I'm not going to make on reading Brothers Karamazov.
0: If that sounds like the kind of thing that you want to hear more about, then please go to partiallyexaminedlife.com support. Thanks for listening.